on behind the meat curtains. Learn what it's really like in the dressing room. Plus, helpful tips on keeping people from doing cocaine off the back of your toilet. All this and much more, it's the exciting conclusion to last week. Behind the meat curtain. I feel like the the clubs definitely they get a little bit of everything, you know, because sex is such a common denominator across all these demographics. So there's it's like this great ability to study people when you're in there, right? Yeah, really yeah. rich people, really poor people, people of all the different ethnicities. Like there's just like so many things happening, you know. It's uh, it's a good place, and you have to have a pretty corrupt sense of humor, I think. And once you once you get that solidly in place, it's like a it's a coping mechanism, right? And, and you just laugh at everything, and everything is funny. And I know I've seen new girls come in, just like waitresses, and somebody will like break down the door. It'll be like two bouncers like on top of the guy. They're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I'll just walk away." It's like that's so desensitized. Like, yeah. It's like this is nothing. Yeah. I, you haven't gone here. I've seen it all moment. <laughs> I liked uh, also pretty early on. Um, sorry, this was just like a nice, like thematically it was enjoyable to me. There was a, there was a guy who self, like he wanted to be called racist Joe oh and God. another, and another guy that he hung out with a lot who uh, called himself a rebel. They became friends at the club. Um, and they got, they got 86 because they got in a fight in the parking lot for saying a bunch of racist shit to the road crew of a very famous reggae band. But it, I just love, like, Rebel and Racist Joe fighting with the white guys with dreadlocks <laughs> over racial matters in the parking lot. I was like, none of you are qualified to really say anything <laughs> about any of this. Like, <laughs> this is... Like, strip club bingo. It's <laughs> like... That would be the like infinite bingo list. Years, years ago, before I even started there, Rebel showed up at the club one night, middle of winter, like negative degrees, snow on the ground, shows up the, at the club, he's wearing a loincloth, nothing else, he's sweating, and he wanted to come into the club. And the front door guy had to tell him, sorry man, I can't let you in tonight. And uh, he was quite on one, but yeah, literally had a loincloth and nothing else, ready to ready to have a good time. He had a Viking hat on as well. Oh. Yeah, he's on that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you don't even call that in, like, time of day. He's on that. He's on that. He likes to let us know that he does not drink. But the night that he came in with, uh, or and met racist Joe, that was the night that he started drinking again. So Rebel is fine, chugging rock stars, and <laughs> recreationally doing that. So when you add Jack Daniels to it, it's just... Mm. Oh, was he drinking guy. Jack? Because racist Joe drinks well vodka shots. That is what yeah. he With drinks. A <laughs> With a lime. And he gets pissed if you forget his fucking lime. <laughs> Did you want a, uh, another question or you want me to? Oh, you can do it. Alright. The one that I have off the top of my head is um, how has working at the club changed your view of the sex industry? Alright, so as the comparative new guy, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, there's, there, you know, there's still theoretically a pandemic, so I'm not gonna do that. But um, 
I really had no preconceived notion. Like, I never really went to clubs before. It's because I understood that they weren't going to go home with me and I wasn't going to waste what little money I had on it. So I just stayed away. I had no idea. And I still have no idea. It's the most wildly disparate group of people that I've ever worked with. Like, there's the common denominator is the club. That beyond that, there's like all sociopolitical ideologies, all kinds of life backgrounds, uh, upbringings, like everything from some of the most ruthless and savvy, business-minded, almost financially predatory people I've ever met, all the way to like absolutely the embodiment of the negative stereotypes of the like daddy issues train wreck like it's all across the board and it's there's there's no i yeah that's what i like about it is i I think like faith said basically it it pulls everybody in so the reason that you'll get these red flags of like oh there's crazy people there is like yeah because everybody's there. I think it, it is true that most of the females dancing have had sexual violence in their past. I mean, I didn't want it to be true, but I've talked to tons of girls, and it's pretty much the case across the board. I did find one virgin once, though, which is really Whoa, odd. She was holy shit. And never had sex before, which is this really is interesting. unusual. This is, yeah. That's yeah, unexpected. There's another surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know that much about her, but she definitely was. She was really young. Yeah, really young, just getting started and hadn't actually taken the sexual plunge yet, but wasn't. Sure, yeah, I just remember being totally taken back. Like, wow, how are you going to know anything? Yeah. yeah. Do you have her contact I don't think she's a virgin anymore. <laughs> I don't know. You, you see all these women that you think that are just <clears throat> so drop dead gorgeous and beautiful, and then you see them naked. But then you you meet the so many different personalities of these women, which changes your total perception of of who that person is and their attractive, attractiveness. Once you you see who really is inside that that body, that soul, you know. And then if you, if you want a real awakening, just walk back into a dressing room at the end of the night after those girls have been holding in those farts all night long. <laughs> and it will just uh, change your whole view of everybody because that place is like a men's locker room at the end of the night. And it's, uh, the, the bouncers, um, have a fun job at the end of the night. Uh, when they what do they call it? They're like, oh, it's like the fish swamp or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely when when dudes like come in like, oh, you guys hiring? You looking for help? I'm always like, you seem like you're having. <laughs> Don't ruin that for yourself. <laughs> how do you react when? What have your responses been, or how do you react, or what do you think when somebody says you must have the best job ever? That's a great question. Go back to my. I will always say this. Working there is like knowing what hot dogs are really made out of. <laughs> I just I just tell them that it's never boring and that is I let them draw their own conclusion from that because it truly is never boring but uh, not in it's it's not entertaining in the ways they think it is 
I guess. I don't know. That that that's a constant. Oh, dude, you get a free show every night. That gets old. <laughs> I I think guys that ask that question, they're like, you you have you must have the best job ever. It's like, well, you're you're thinking about it from your point of view as a customer. You know, our job's not to sit there and oogle naked women. Our job is to watch you to make sure that you're behaving. So all this cool stuff that you think is going on in the background, it's not for us. We're there to do a job, and it's to make sure that they're safe from you. So the guys that are like, oh, it must be so fun. There's naked chicks all over the place. It's like, you know, they don't, they don't see, they don't see, yeah, they don't, they don't see underneath the, the, they don't, they don't peek behind the curtain, you know, to see. Behind the meat curtain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. the whole thing with it is, is the girls are putting on a show. They're putting on a fake, a fake face and a fake, you know, show for that person to try and make money off that person. Yeah. Whereas the people that work there, they're not putting on that show for you. So they're not going to hold anything back. So you see the worst side of some of these girls when they're intoxicated or under the influence of something or just being themselves. You see some of the worst sides of them. And Kyle can contest this. He's had girls come up and drop a big old ass bomb on him, which probably never would have happened to him any other time because most girls are... They're shy. They're not going to do that to a guy. Like a cannon out of a ship. I, I do have a question for the guys who prolong work for years and years in the club. Uh, does it affect your sex life and your ability to be stimulated by visual things? I mean, because you're so bombarded, you know. I just wonder if it would interfere with your yeah. reflex yeah. around that. You want that, girls to wear know? clothes now. Oh, So, so I'm, I'm. I'm totally the wrong person to be asking this question to. But so one example of that is last night. Last night there was a, a a girl in a in a white tank top. You remember that from last night? There was a customer. There was a customer in a white tank top, and the, the new bouncer came over and he was like, "See that girl in the white tank top?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think we need to turn the air conditioning up just a little bit more." And then it's like. There's naked women all over the place. Maybe you the one in the shirt. It's it's the same thing that I I think I've told all yeah I've I've told I've told cocktail waitresses and door hostesses I say the sweetest fruit is the one you haven't tasted yet. Yeah. So it's almost like. That's no. It's, yeah, guys are always. I want to see that. Yeah, I think like the famous so, line that all the bartenders and waitresses yeah. are like, "Oh my God, you're so hot! Like you're the hottest one here." They say that to all they of us, that. you know. And it's like, they they're like, "Why are you so hot?" You I'm like, "Because you, yeah, yeah." I'm like, exactly. I was like, "Cause you want what you can't have. Like you can't, see, you can see everything else, but you can't see this, and that's what you want to see but, now." Like, but yeah, as, as far as you know, like it's it's not like nudity doesn't do it for for you anymore it's not like it's it's something that you're just like oh it's yeah it's whatever it's just in that environment it's it's different it's like business it's when 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 you see when you see dancers walking around there when you see them on the stage it's not something that while you're working you sexualize you know not at all so yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good. I've never right? thought about that. Yeah. Like, do you ever? Is it always just business? Maybe like, wave here and there, just random. But like, so, like, what if it was yeah, a really cute customer? Yeah. yeah. So there's different kinds of dancers. There's ones that are like, like you're. 
performer. Like, I've seen you dance. Like, that's what you do. There are girls that, you know, do the pole tricks. But there are, like, the very, very sensual ones that, like, really get into it. And I could see it be more sexual for other dancers. So, it's, like, there are actual performers. But there's mm-hmm. also, like, a compartmentalization that goes on, right? So, when I yeah. switch into faith mode, that is a different personality. And I always jokingly said, faith is like a Barbie. She doesn't have genitals, right? <laughs> just, you can't access it. It's not available there. It's just nothing but Honestly, like, I believe horny when I believe that. Yeah, I yeah. Same here. Yeah. I'm gonna go home. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been sexually aroused at work, ever. One time I was at the customer with Roxanne and I was on the Oh, I remember that. That was the same night I would have proposed like, Kyle, I'm not wearing a bra. You were the bouncer that night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You tried. I was on a lot of drugs. There was, there was a rough night. People were trying to, <laughs> were trying to make out with me. Oh, yeah, never mind. Nope. That's kind of how I did it, too. Like, like you said, yeah. it wasn't more so... Like, with me, like, growing up, I had never really... I had never been into a strip club. <laughs> but no, so it was never more so, like... I don't. I never looked at the dancers like, and especially too, guys would come up to me because I was young when I was like, I'm only 25, and so most 25 year olds are the ones sitting around the stage throwing money and doing all that. But like, knowing what goes on behind the scenes, like she's saying, once she quick clicks into faith mode, there's no no other side. It's just it's a, it's a business yeah. transaction. We we, we have we have yeah we have bouncer mode. Yeah. You know, I always say it. Yeah. It, it goes from regular mode to then it's it's bouncer kyle and bouncer kyle always looks like he's angry he's always in the zone it just but it's but it but if if somebody comes up and talks to me i'm not angry i'm not like what the fuck do you want i'm just like hey what's up man the first night i worked yeah i went and checked on you because i was like yeah are you all right and i was like hey i'm having a great and i was like i'm having a great great night tonight but you just gotta you get in you get in you get in a zone and it's just like Faith said when she goes there, Faith is a different person. When I when I bounce, Kyle's a diff, Kyle's a different person when he bounces. When he bounces, he's just Yeah, you you um you asked something about like recommendations for new people and I think that would be one of my things I would tell a new dancer would be to compartmentalize. Like you the more you can compartmentalize, the healthier this will express itself for you, basically. When you're here, you're in work mode, you're a business person, you're doing these things. And then you set that aside and you live a normal life as best you can. Right. Yeah. 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 It is. You date people it's and they're so like, weird. you're going into faith mode, right? <laughs> like, like, putting on the makeup and the whole process is starting. Yeah. It's like the only. No, yeah. There, there is only one place you'll ever find me wearing glitter on my face. This is actually kind of a lot. Normally, like, I don't even wear makeup today. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's like work mode. It's like, oh, fuck. You just become someone else. But that's that's also one of the cool things about working there with with everybody and and why you know we're all the the people that work there are all unique because we're we live in that pocket universe we don't visit it we're there 
And we're there together. So everybody that's in there kind of, you know, gets gets it the same way that somebody yeah, from the outside like does. Like an army of strays, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, like we're, we're the we're the the island of right? misfit right? toys. We're the island of misfit toys. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a very there's a very dysfunctional camaraderie yeah. there. Yeah. But it's because we we have to stay inside that pocket universe. We don't get a yeah. Pop in and pop out when we want yeah. to spend a couple hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Or ventilation, or ventilation. Or ventilation. That place, all the surfaces are calcified farts. They're hardened body odor of some kind. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Just nothing. Oh, no, Faith's got to go. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. I won't see you. T- I'll see you in a little bit. I'll be at the baby shower. Oh, good lord. <laughs> what time is it? 3.30. Okay. We're good. Oh, no, you know what? I'll I think we should talk about that. I'll ask Ian a question. What do you miss? Do you, or if you miss anything, what do you miss? And if not, what do you not miss? What is, like, the one thing that you really fucking hated there? And what is the thing that Besides cash in hand, I mean, that's the main thing that keeps everybody there is the money they make, you know. It's it's not the the people you deal with because you deal with so many walks of life and, and so many of them are in a negative capacity once they've had a few drinks in them. You know, it doesn't make a difference if it's, you know, uh, a dancer or a customer or uh upset employee. You know, you deal with people. You deal with people at their worst a lot of times. You see the worst side of people. So you, you, and, and you gotta be able to not take it to heart, not take it personally, the things people say to you. You know, because people say some of the meanest things to you and they're mad. And then when you times that by, you know, 20 people in a night, you know, out of all the people that were there, you know, from, you know, say dancers or customers, you know, you could, it could cause a complex for somebody if you don't have a strong will about that. Because, I mean, you may think, gosh, everybody says this to me that I, I must be true, you know, but it's just really people trying to get under your skin and trying to be mean because they're, I mean, it, it, it really is the, the, the thing, the things, the people you deal with there, um, really changes your views on humanity in a lot of ways because you do, you see such a negative side of people. And then you do see those people, like Faith was saying, that have a lot of problems and and it shows with the way they conduct themselves or the way they lash out at people or, you know, and just add alcohol and that makes things even ten times better, you know. There's a pretty obvious negative connotation to some people to being a stripper, like people would, would look down on you or whatever. Do any of you working on the other side of the counter ever get that judgment? Do you ever get the judgment of, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but like, like by, you know who it usually is? It's people that are wealthy. People with wealthy always want to say, they, they always want to put you down. Oh, yeah, look at you. You're, you're a bouncer in a strip club. You're really coming up in the world and, and whatnot. And it's like, you know, because, they think they're, I don't know, better than you or whatever, but they, they, like people that have wealth tend to think that this is such a low wage, such a horrible, but there's a reason you're doing this job because you're making a good living, you know, you're making money and, you know, you got to have witty comebacks to those people when it comes to that too, to kind of, you know, rub their nose in it, you know, because those are the people that, 
they just think that they're better than you and can put you down because, you know, for whatever reason. Well, people like that also don't realize that them being there is the reason that we have a job. Yeah. We're, we're here. Really our really shitty job is we're, we're, we're doing, doing this job. We can make as much as we're, we're doing this job that you're, you're demeaning <laughs> us for because you're coming in and spending money here. We're here making money from the same people that you're spending it on. So people people will do that all the time, especially for for security. When you're kicking somebody out, that's like the number one go-to line. Like you're just I I'm a I'm a lawyer and you're just a bouncer at a strip club. And it's like, well, you know, I used to always think of you know, I'd always think of, well, you just spent two grand on my girlfriend, and now I'm going to go home and bang her exactly. while you're at home with yeah. your hands. So, yeah, it's a horrible job. Yeah. You just yeah. paid that girl enough money that she's going to give me a good tip yeah. out at the end of the night, so thanks yeah. for paying thanks, my bills this month, man. In, I, yep. I often get, because I've been there for 12 years, and they're like, oh, you're still here, and it's just your only job. I'm like, yeah, you're I just bought a fucking house. Like, yeah. <laughs> like making money, yeah, like sucking butthole, <laughs> but you can't look at it. There's such a glorification anymore of like people working their ass to the bone and people working multiple jobs, and it's 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 almost like looked down on if someone's able to get by with one job anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and a lot of people at the club can do that because there is a lot of money to be had there, mm-hmm. and. They, you know, people don't understand that though because they're the ones looking down on us. I like uh, <laughs> circling back around to like the the rich dudes in the club being demeaning, especially like male staff. They'll be real oh, condescending okay. pricks. But I honestly kind of savor those moments because I feel like that scene in Lord of the Rings where the guy's like, "You have no power here," <laughs> you know? Like they're like, "Do you know how much fucking money I spent here tonight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't that hurt?" Oh no. In, like, it's like, you know what I used to, I used to always tell them when they'd say that, they go, you know how much money I spend here? And start screaming, Yanti, and I go, you're right, man. If I have to be in one more freaking orgy with one more <laughs> stripper, I don't think I could take this anymore, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I always, I always just say like, yeah, but I mean, you didn't spend any on me, so you gotta fucking go. Yeah. That was your first mistake. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, a lot of guys also, like, in a security capacity, dudes will assume they're in trouble if you just even look at them. Oh, yeah. I'll just be looking across the room. There there have been people who've gotten confrontational with me just because they've been like, man, you've been staring me down all oh. night. And I'm like, I looked I, at you like three times. You, you scan. You scan yeah. and then you lock I'm eyes like, dude, with the I same guy here. like three like, times and he thinks that you're you're mad yeah. dog at him. Or like I'll just... walk up to someone who's got their phone out at the stage yeah. and all I'm trying to do is be like, hey, you can't have your phone out while you're up what, here. What is it? That guy and with the like, knife last night, man. The dude with the, yeah, the, the, dude dude with the, the knife last asshole. night. Yeah. Well, we, he, the thing that I have too is being the little guy where everyone's like a foot and a half taller than me, I have become the master of resting bitch face. So I was able to use that to always look pissed off, so no one's really gonna want to talk to the dude that looks like he's gonna slice his throat. Yeah. Like, so I kind of had that to my advantage, but it was always the same deal. Like, it was like these dudes would come up, they'd either try to fuck up to me because I'm the little guy, or they'd be like, like he said, like with the phones. Like I'm just, I'm just watching. But if you're over by, the, if you're sitting by the rat, and I know I've told you twice to stay off the phone by the stage, and you're still there. 
yeah, we're going to be watching you because now you're on our radar. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're, you've already been slipping up. No shit we're going to be watching. You guys see, like, dudes, it's – I. A lot of times it's like really like blue collar looking construction guys will do this shit when they walk by me. Like I'll see them just laughing with their buddies and they're normal. They're walking along and then like they get close to me walking by me by the bathroom. And they like kind of like stand up straighter and put their chest out and kind of like side eye me as they're walking by. And I'm like, I get it. You're a big, strong boy. That's good. Well, every but everybody feels like they need to be more of a man because there's there's women around. And it's, yeah, everybody's got to act a little bit tougher, especially when they're in a group of friends. If they're, if, if, if they're the one that's getting picked on, you know, like, like you said, cell phones at stages, that's generally it. Everything snowballs. If a guy's doing one, maybe he's not tipping too. Maybe he's got his phone out. So you got to go talk to him multiple times. And then he thinks that you're zoned in on him. And you're like, if there was a guy over there doing the same thing. I'd be talking to him too, but you are the only one right now. It's not always guys. Remember oh. the. <laughs> no, it was oh, Halloween. <laughs> was it Halloween? I think it was Halloween. Yeah. Not this last Halloween, but the Halloween before. Victor had to stop a woman from recording, and she lost her shit. I thought we were both gonna fight her. Honestly, it got very <laughs> intense. Oh. It was. I was like, I'm trying to help you, and like, yeah. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't help that I was also dressed like a cowboy with a fucking <laughs> yeah. head. And so when you see this dude in a cowboy outfit run up and snatch your phone, honestly, she was a little justified with it because this random brown dude, uh, cowboy, like I'm a yellow, just comes up and jacks your shit. But I'm like, I had finally she saw the earpiece and I was like, no, I'm the bouncer. You're over here, like I'm still this blatantly recording the chick on the stage, like just right, not even trying to. Hide yeah, it. she was. I was like, what the fuck. Uh, yeah, that was. Pick some strange hills to die on. <laughs> like, I, like I was saying last night, this guy he had a big old pocket knife, you know, and and Pat was like, I'm gonna go tell him that he needs to put it out of his car. It's pretty pretty standard, right? Yeah, if you're in a bar, like, hey, I'm real it's sorry. It's no weapons. You know, you're you don't want here. weapons. And yeah. this guy immediately is like, Well, this is an open carry state. It's like, well, this is a private establishment. You can't have a weapon in here. Yeah. And he just goes over to his buddy and he's like these guys think that we're gonna stab them they're all scared so they chug their alcohol and they left and it's like well first he told me that i had to buy him around oh yeah he had to go out to his car and come back in and i was like no but he's he's that incensed about having to leave a pocket knife in his car that they left i was trying to explain to you like hey man listen alcohol nudity and knives don't mix but it's like that's trust me i know i had an incident one time and that's the hill you're gonna die on is you can't have your pocket knife in the club and yeah but i was like that was that was like 10 minutes after the dude walked in and i'm honestly glad that well they were the donuts i'm glad that that happened then instead of like after he would have got five shots yeah you know oh god i could imagine that was god damn it it was like, listen, listen, man, I'm not like Kate Brown's like mafia Dude, agent here. We're not trying to do our fucking like, jobs. No one wants to wear a fucking mask yeah. here either. Or just fucking yeah, God. Yeah, we don't wear pants. We have to wear a mask. I, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I get that it's stupid in this I'm, environment, I'm but I, I need that. to pay rent. Oh, we love it. We just great. So. <laughs> I had fun with my mask. I had a I had a guy that was like, oh yeah, yeah, you guys were decked out always. I couldn't do that. I never, I don't think we got out of YouTube. Do you guys get any, um, 
prejudice from working in a club? I I definitely do. I it's especially being a mom. It's like so hard when I, anytime I meet someone like you know you meet your kids new boyfriend or whatever their little friends are hanging out with they're like oh what do you do and it's like oh uh I bartend and then you're just like please don't ask please don't ask they're like where do you bartend it's like oh um stars and it's like you could just see the look on people's faces they're immediately like "Mm." it's like oh god damn it or like boyfriend's parents my boyfriend he's from a really good family and everyone in there has like I'm working on my college degree but they all have college degrees and are just you know do amazing things with their life and so it's I yeah <laughs> yeah they're like a hallmark family to say, I guess you could say they're very successful and I'm like I'm Tyler Silver I bartend at this strip club <laughs> but I also I fucking probably make a lot you know you know but I I can I make a lot of money there so people don't understand that it's, you can't like it's hard to stand up for yourself in times like that you know when you're in you're like yeah I work at a strip club. But I make so much money, it's worth it, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're not going to throw that in, you just kind of leave it as that. And you're like, it's, it's people are going to keep that. their... It's really yeah. hard to find that. You know, like, as a, as a single person, if you're going to try to meet people, too, oh, yeah. you want to tell a, a woman that you're talking to, they're like, oh, what do you do for work? It's yeah, like, well, I'm security. And they ask you where, and you're like, at a bar. And they're like, well, what bar? And it's like, well, I don't really... I don't. I don't generally like to tell people, and they're like, "Why don't you just say it?" And then you're like, "Well, I work at this. I work at the club," and then they immediately judge you as a man that you're just some creep. You're a scummy piece of shit. You're all kinds of things. Even I, that, I can so see it just hard. as like a jealousy issue. I feel for all of you guys. I like you're Victor. You are your girl told you to get a job there. Like I never knew that, but. No, yeah, I, I never knew that story, but just knowing you for the last few years and, like, her sending cookies into the club for us and her coming in, like, I love her. I'm like, you are so lucky. Like, she made us Halloween. She is oh. seriously, like, she's so amazing and she's not jealous and you're so lucky because I can see for the guys they're having, I, I, we've worked with other bouncers who have had girlfriends, they're like, they don't want me to talk to this person, I'm not allowed to do this, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Well, like, she's in the car right now. Like, she's <laughs> she <laughs> Why is she in here? Oh my god. Yeah, we can all go rally and get her. We, <laughs> get her in here real quick. I didn't know that you had her. Yes, she did. You had her? Did you hit her in the window? <laughs> 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 Okay. In, in two minutes, we found out how cool she is and how shit you are. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Okay, what about you? What are you? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, for sure, it uh, it made people. Well, I mean, I don't probably do myself a lot of favors by how I look, you know. But like, I mean, for um, instance, explain to the audience that isn't here. Okay, I have, you I have blue hair, I have my head shaved, I have a lot of piercings. There's a lot. There's a few on the face. <laughs> She's got like spikes coming off her like shoulders here. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Those are skull earrings with a satan. Oh, no, I worked, and I instantly my job came. You just flirt with guys for money. 
That's all you do yeah. there. That's that's why you work there. You work there for attention. You work there for money. Like there's no other substance to me as a person other than just wanting attention and money. Well, you work there for money. What do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to pay my bills. I don't know about you, but I do. Yes. You go to your job because it exactly. It's like base things that they think that you are just because you work there. Like they think, oh, you just want attention and you just want to flirt with guys. You know, oh, you just you just want to look at naked chicks all the time. Oh yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That means they were shitty relationships. Or introduce you to some shitty relationships. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can meet horrible people. Society. Like you could be a great person and you go in there and you get the right amount of weird things and that person becomes, you know, and wants to touch everybody and he wants to try to, you know, solicit someone for prostitution and it's it's amazing but for me it was always like oh of course you work there like that's so fitting for you like I'm working at the door I can't tell you how many times I've had customers come up and be like oh can you get me cocaine can you get me this or that and then often I would say do I look like I could get you that and they'd be like yes <laughs> If you were to say, I work at Sherry's, they wouldn't say, oh, well, your job is just to flirt with people all day, which it is. Like, you know, selling your personality or, you know, I don't care about how great these pancakes are, but if I can sell you on it, then I'm doing my job right, you know, and that's the same anywhere that you work, but... I mean, gosh, I got I got the shit under the stick where everyone was just like, oh, that's where you belong, that's, that's all you're good for. You didn't go to college, right? Because that's, you know, I didn't, so. <laughs> and for all the listeners, a strip club is actually a terrible, terrible place to find drugs. It is. Because, oh. yeah, oh. some of us like to dabble, and we don't like to share. No. <laughs> or we find drugs on the floor, and then we just sell them to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Oh yeah, there was the the bachelorette party last night that uh, our new security guard went in the bathroom, uh, the men's bathroom, to go take a leak, and there were like five women in there, which already, what are you doing? Turns out they're doing cocaine, and uh, then when he started talking to them about it, like, hey, you can't be doing that, they accused him of being a predator for coming into the bathroom, and came out to like complain to me like, hey, your guy's being predatory with us he came into the bathroom and i was like yeah the the men's bathroom (laughs) i came into the men's bathroom and found you doing cocaine i don't think he is the asshole i honestly get really irritated when girls go into the men's bathroom it used to be like a rule you know like girls obviously girls aren't supposed to go to the men's bathroom but you're not at a normal bar i think and we okay we work in a very safe environment and it is safe but as a woman in a place with a bunch of drunk, horny guys, why would you put yourself in a fucking position like that? Why would you go into a men's bathroom? And, th- and that group is different, but you see girls by themselves all the time. Like, I think it's un- so unsafe, and I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, why are- for one, you're just you're causing problems for everyone else that works here. You shouldn't be here. You should be here, but it's like, it's just, it's disgusting, too. Yeah, like, how do you breathe in there, for one? Like, it's absolutely disgusting. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't, yeah. But it's like, yeah. You know what I used to do? Is I used to have the security go in the bathrooms and spray the back of the toilets with Pam yeah, nonstick yeah, spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that way when people dump their coke down on there, destroy it, turn it into junk. And man, that really pisses somebody off when you just lost your stash. It was the quickest way to stop strippers from doing it in the dancer bathroom was start spraying down the back of the toilets. And man. Got a problem with people doing coke on your shit? Bam. I see like a family standing in front of this like nice house holding pants. <laughs> no more cocaine. No, when we um, had to replace the toilet, like I don't know, a year ago, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We had to. Yeah, I guess that's been a couple of years. Then I feel like it was just yesterday. But we had to do that a couple. We had to do that a couple months ago. Too. Oh, did we do it again? Oh, we did it. There was another. Yeah. We had to do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we had to replace the toilet, and we removed the toilet from the wall, and there was just, like, a layer of Pam. Do you remember that? It was, like, a line on the back wall where it had been sprayed on the toilet. It was fucking sick. It was, ugh. I like the, I like the dudes who go to the bathroom to do blow because they're super, super obvious. There's only one reason why guys go to the bathroom in groups. And go in the stall? Because they don't. We don't. Oh, we don't great. go to the bathroom in groups. They're not in there talking about feelings. You know? Hey, I don't talk about my feelings. And then they all, they all come out we like do. walking faster and they want to talk about crypto and shit. And you're like, yeah, okay, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm fucking idiot, talking about crypto. <laughs> yep, you're on cocaine. Yeah. Have you heard about an NFT? Cool, let's go to the bathroom. We can't talk here. We got a lot of sick ideas for a business, dude. Yeah. Is that butter? What is that? Flavorful cocaine. Oh, yeah. That's great. We have so many more drugs that to get over. We'll be doing more and more. Our music this week was from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to Backside Kegs for hosting us. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon 97701. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com. Or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. <laughs>